drunk looking at Acts chapter 2 because it's in that chapter where while they're celebrating uh, Shavuot or Pentecost, God's spirit, the Ruach, falls on the Jewish people and an amazing things happen within their community. And so we want to be a people who experience Shavuot every day. And as we look at the gifts of the Spirit on Shavuot in Acts chapter 2, we see that, that Peter, he quotes from the Jewish prophet Joel. And he says that what happened on that day of Shavuot was in fulfillment of these words. And it shall be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my ruach on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my slaves, male and female, I will pour out my ruach in those days, and they shall prophesy. And so even back in the ancient times with the Jewish prophet Joel, God said he was going to bring the gifts of the Spirit for his people. And so tonight we're going to talk about gifts. And uh, this past Sunday we celebrated Father's Day. And so we're just so thankful to you for the fathers and the father figures in our community. And maybe in your family for Father's Day, you gave your dad a gift. I don't know if you got him socks. I read something online. There was a meme. They're like, you get ads for Mother's Day, like $300 gifts and necklaces and jewelry for moms. And then the ads that come on Facebook for Father's Day are $11 cargo shorts and stuff like that. <laughs> so we usually don't spend too much on Father's Day. In my family, when it comes to gifts, my two youngest sisters, they, they're the ones who love giving gifts and love getting gifts. So they got my dad like uh, cookies and cream, uh, you know, candy bars and mocha Starbucks shakes that he could keep in the freezer and take out when he wants. But uh, whether for Father's Day you got gifts or maybe for a Hanukkah or for your birthday, we get gifts. And if you're watching online, maybe just type into the chat some of the favorite gifts that you've received in your life and things like that. But God wants to give us gifts, and that's what happened on Shavuot. God poured out his spirit and gave them the gifts of the Spirit. And I just feel God saying that it's time for us to unwrap the gifts. And as we do that, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 12 to have some clarity on why to unwrap the gifts, how to unwrap them, and what's the secret sauce for seeing that flourish. So if you want to turn with me over to 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to stake out here for the rest of the night, and we're going to dig down deep because there's just so much timeless, eternal truth in this chapter from God for us today. So I'll pray, and then we'll get started. Father, we thank you for your word. Help us to hear and obey your word and allow it to direct the way we live our lives. In Yeshua's name, amen. So the first thing in unwrapping the gifts is why to unwrap the gifts. And in this chapter, we see three different things. And the first is because as we unwrap the gifts, that's how God speaks to us and so that we can honor Yeshua. If you join me in verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant. That's why we're doing this series, because this is something we don't want to ignore. This is something that God has for us. Rabbi Paul says, You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed by idols that cannot speak and you got led astray. Therefore, I want to make known to you that no one speaking by the Ruach Elohim, by the Spirit of God, says Yeshua be cursed. 
and no one can say Yeshua is Lord except by the Ruach HaKodesh. He's speaking to the believers in the ancient city of Corinth, and he's saying many of you come from pagan backgrounds where you worshipped all different types of gods. And he says, you are enticed by idols that cannot speak. And as I hear that, I just get convicted. So often, we like to follow gods that don't speak. We like to have gods and idols in our lives that don't challenge us, that don't give us difficult things, that let us live the way we want. But in this passage, Rabbi Paul is saying, we're enticed by those gods who don't speak, but there is a God who speaks. And this God who speaks, how you can discern that it is truly him, is because when you hear his voice, he's going to call you to honor Yeshua as Lord. And when you see the gifts being used, and when you see the work and the ministry being done, you can recognize it's from God because it calls us to honor Yeshua as Lord. And so that's the first reason why we unwrap the gifts, because that's how God speaks to us to call us to honor Yeshua. And then he goes on from there, and he says, but there are various kinds of gifts, but the same Ruach. Various kinds of service, but the same Lord. Various kinds of working, but the same God who works all things in all people. But to each person is given the manifestation of the Ruach for the benefit of all. And then down in verse 11, it says, But the one and same Ruach activates all these things, distributing them to each person individually as he wills. What Rabbi Paul is saying is that the Spirit of God is going to give gifts to each one of us so that we can benefit everyone else. And as I see it, I just hear God saying that if we want to fully experience what God has for us as a community, we all have to be using the gifts that God has given us. You know, in so many congregations, people will come up and they're like, I want to get fed at services, right? I want to get fed by the message. But if only a few people, like a rabbi or a pastor or a few people, are using their gifts, the community is only going to receive just a small percentage of what God has for them. If only five people, if only 5% are using the gifts that God's given them, our community is only going to receive 5% of what God has for us. You know, there's a phrase, uh, a word, FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. But what Rabbi Paul is saying is here is there's a reality of missing out. That if we are not receiving and sharing all of the gifts that God has given us, our community will miss out on so much that God has for us. This is the second reason why we have to unwrap the gifts because that's the only way we can experience all that God has for us. And the third reason of to why to unwrap the gifts is because it equalizes and unifies us. If you turn with me over to verse 12, it says, But just as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also is Messiah. For in one Ruach we are all immersed into one body, whether Jewish or Greek, slave or free, all were made to drink of the same Ruach of the same spirit. When Paul is doing this, he's writing to the believers in Corinth. And there's two major divisions within the Messianic community there. One is between Jews and Gentiles. In the ancient world, right, the Jewish people were following the God of Israel. They knew the truth. 
And because of that, it was so easy to look down at all the other nations and say they have all of these crazy gods and idols and that's just disgusting and primitive. And they, it's so easy for the ancient Jewish people to despise the Gentiles around them. And it also says that in the ancient world, it was so easy for the Gentiles to despise the Jewish people. They looked at Shabbat and said that Jewish people are lazy. They looked at Brimbalah, they looked at circumcision, they said these people are into self-mutilation. -mutil they looked at kosher laws and they said these people are crazy. This was one of the major divisions within the community. And then Rabbi Paul speaks to the other one. He says, whether slave or free. In the ancient Roman Empire, they had a form of slavery. It was different than what was in America. And in the ancient Roman slavery, it wasn't racially based. The Romans were willing to enslave anybody. And in that system, there was ways where if you were a slave, you could earn freedom and you had some opportunities that your master would give you. But it wasn't a great system. Your masters could execute you legally if they wanted to. And so much of the time, masters could verbally, physically, or sexually abuse their slaves. And so there was a lot of tension there because in the first century, both slaves and free people were coming to faith, worshiping together. And there's a lot of difficulty and a lot of tension there. But what Rabbi Paul is saying is he's echoing the words from the prophet Joel that in the last days, all flesh will receive my spirit, both Jew and Gentile. And in, like it says in the book of Joel, my slaves, both male and female, will prophesy. And what he's saying to them is that we have these divisions in society and we have these resentments because of mistreatment and injustice and we have these prejudices against groups that are different than us. But the third reason why we unwrap the gifts of the Spirit is because it shows us that we are all equal in the family of God and it unifies us together. Because when we're using the gifts, we're willing to receive a word from someone who's different from us. In this passage, Rabbi Paul talks about receiving words of wisdom, of supernatural insight into what to do in a situation. And receiving words of knowledge, both understanding into the scriptures or understanding about what's in somebody's heart or in a situation that you knew nothing about. It talks about prophecy and healing and miracles. And so in this ancient world where there's all these divisions and tensions, you could have a rich Greek slave owner and then you could have a poor Jewish slave and they both worship God and the, and the, and the person who is poor might come up to the person who is a rich Roman aristocrat, aristocrat and have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom from them. And the rich person has to be willing to say, God speaks through this person that I might look down on them because they have a lower sec, uh, socioeconomic status. I might look down on them as different, but that's not what God says. God says, I will speak through all people, and we need to be humble enough to receive words of correction, words of warning, and words of challenge, and words of encouragement from people who are different from us, and recognize the same God of the Jewish people is going to be the God who speaks to Greek people. And so the challenge for us today and the invitation for us is to say, okay, God, how can I humbly be willing to unwrap the gifts and realize that you have given gifts to people who are different from me and to be willing to humbly receive what you have given them for me. And that's why we want to wrap the gifts because as we do it, it'll lead us to honor Yeshua 
it'll lead us to fully experience everything that God has for us. And it'll, real, it'll lead us to realize that we are all equal in the family of God and that we can be united as one. And so this is what Rabbi Paul wants to know them, wants them to know, why to unwrap the gifts. But the second thing is he wants them to know how do we unwrap the gifts? How do we exercise this as a community? And the first thing that he says to them is you need to appreciate the gifts that God has given you. If we look over in verse 14, it says, but the body is not one part, but many. If the foot says, I'm not a head, so I'm not part of the body, is, there therefore not, is it therefore not a part of the body? And if an ear says, man, I wish I was an eye, that doesn't work because the whole body can't be an eye. You know, sometimes we want to be an eye, right? When, when you think of other people, you might think about, oh, that person has beautiful eyes. I, I was hearing a Bible teacher, uh, uh, Dr. Mark Job, and he was like, nobody really don't know who looks at someone and says, Ravi, you have amazing earlobes. Like, that, that doesn't happen. And so it is so easy to envy other people's gifts because they're noticed. But the first thing about unwrapping the gifts that God wants us to know is to appreciate the gifts that he's given us. Because if we devalue the gifts that God has given us, then we're robbing other people from experiencing that. Because if we hold back because we wish we had a better gift, we're holding the entire community back. And so if we want to unwrap the gifts that God has given us, the first thing we need to do is to realize that we need to appreciate the, God, the gifts that God has given us. And this isn't just about you have a problem with low self-esteem. This isn't just a personal issue. This is a good news issue. This is if Yeshua is truly Lord, then it means he didn't make a mistake with the gifts that he gave you. It means the gifts that he gave you are really needed within the community. And so when we appreciate the gifts that God's given us, it's not meant to puff us up in pride, but to realize that God is going to take care of us and take care of our spiritual family through the gifts that he has given me, to the gifts that he's given to each of us. The second thing in this how to unwrap the gifts is Rabbi Paul wants them to know that they need to appreciate the gifts in others. It says in verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Or in turn, the head to the feet and say, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem less important are indispensable. Rabbi Paul is saying, if you want to unwrap the gifts, you need to appreciate the gifts that I have given to other people. And they might seem like not a big deal. You know, in this coronavirus pandemic, we've talked about essential workers because we've realized that maybe people who we might overlook and maybe not think are that important, are really indispensable to our communities. And that's at the heart of what Rabbi Paul is saying here. He's saying it is so easy to overlook other people in, our, in your community, that if they don't have a high up prestigious or glamorous position, it is so easy to overlook them. But what he says is that if you want to unwrap the gifts and fully experience everything I have for you, you need to appreciate every gift and he goes on to say that he says it's the gifts that seem less important, less prestigious, are actually indispensable and that they need more honor. What he's saying is that we need to be intentional to go out of our way and to honor others who serve behind the scenes, who don't serve in glamorous ways, 
but in essential ways. And God is calling us to honor each person for the gifts that God has given them. And it's interesting how important this is because if you look in verse 24 and 25, it says, rather God assembled the body, giving more honor to those who are lacking so that there may be no division in the body so that the parts may have the same care for one another. He's saying God gives more honor to certain parts so there's no division in the body. If there is a lack of appreciation for others, there will be a lack of unity. And if we want to see division healed, it begins with appreciating and honoring others. And as we appreciate and honor, God heals wounds and binds together and brings unity out of division. We need to first appreciate the gifts that God has given us, appreciate the gifts that God has given others, And then the third thing he gives them is to empathize with others. If we read on in verse 26, it says, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer together. If one part is honored, all the parts rejoice together. We're interconnected. One of the dangers that we have in Western civilization and especially in America is hyper-individualism. That if we're not personally affected by something, it's hard for us to care about it. And what Rabbi Paul is speaking to then, what God wants to speak to us today, is that if one part suffers, we all suffer. And if one part rejoices, we rejoice with them. And to do that, we actually need to get to know other people. Because if we're isolated, if we're not in community and relationship with other, we're not going to know when somebody else is suffering. We're not going to know when they're rejoicing. And it's not enough just to say, I think Terry, right? I think you coined the phrase, Shabbat Shalom, and then, I'm go, and then I go home, right? We have a, so Shabbat Shalom, now leave me alone, right? We say a quick word, we have our five minutes together, and that's it. That's not enough to be the body. That's not enough to unwrap the gifts. And what Terry has been trying to drill into me and to each of us and the men in the congregation is that we need more. We need to be in relationship with one another with those who are different than us, with those outside of the regular spheres where we interact, so that we can know when they're suffering, know when they're rejoicing, and be with them in those times. And that's why we want to unwrap the gifts, because as we use the gifts together to serve one another, it'll bind our hearts together, help us become connected to truly be the body. And so Rabbi Paul is saying, unwrap the gifts, appreciate the gifts in you, appreciate the gifts in others, and emphasize, empathize with each person. And then he ends this chapter with the secret sauce of what makes it work, what helps us unwrap the gifts in the best way. And he says this, he says, not all are apostles, not all are prophets, not all are teachers, not all work miracles, all don't speak in tongues. He says, but earnestly desire the greater gifts. In Greek, when it says the greater gifts, it's saying the more useful gifts, the more helpful gifts. Now, in this ancient uh, city of Corinth, the most glamorous gift was tongues. You know, a few weeks ago, when we first started the series, I was with Rabbi Stephen Ron, and we were on a panel looking at 1 Corinthians 14. 
and Rabbi Paul had to focus in on tongues because the issue was that this community was glamorizing the gift of tongues. That was the prestigious one. That was the one that everybody wanted. They thought that was the better gift because it made you stood out. And Rabbi Paul is saying, no. The better gifts are the ones that are more useful, that are more helpful, that are more needed. Because the reason we use the gifts is they're not just for us, but they're for the family. Uh, and Hanukkah, growing up, our, our parents would give us gifts, but uh, usually they would give us some family gifts. It wasn't just a gift for me, but it would give to all five of us kids. And so one of the gifts they'd usually give us was sugary cereals. Like Hanukkah was like one of the only times of the year we got to eat Oreo cereal and Apple Jacks. And it's like what God is saying in this passage is if he goes up to one kid and gives them a box, he gives them a gift, and he says, unwrap it, and it's a huge box of Apple Jacks. He says, I didn't just give you the gift just for you, but it's for all the kids in the family. You got to pour it out into each of their bowls. The gift is for you, but it's not just for you. It's for the family. And so what he's saying is that the gifts that God's given you, the better gifts are not the gifts that puff you up and make you seem prestigious. The better gifts are the ones where you can pour and give to others in your family and they're in need. And he ends it with this. He says, but earnestly desire the better, more useful, helpful gifts and still I will show you a far better way. In the Greek, it says, I will show you the best way. What's the secret sauce? What's the best way to unwrap the gifts? It's with love. Because Rabbi Paul is going to go from this chapter into a chapter that's all about love, that he says it doesn't matter how amazing you are, how talented you are, how much faith you have, how miraculous your life is. If you have not love, it's nothing. And the word it uses for love is agape in the Greek. And so when you use the word agape in the Greek to say I love you, it doesn't just mean like I sappy, sentimentally love you. It means I choose that I will do what's best for you, whether or not you deserve it, whether or not I feel like it in the moment, but because you make me happy. And what he's saying is that as we want to pursue better and greater gifts, we got to do it in a way that it's all by love and for love for each other that we turn to other people in our congregation and spiritual community, Jew or Gentile, rich or poor, people who are different from us. And we turn to each person and we don't want to use our gifts to inflate our ego, but to say, I want to use the gifts that God has given me to make you happy, to do what's best for you. Not just when I feel like it, not just when you deserve it, but as a choice because you make me happy, undeserved. The good news of salvation is that God has given us the greatest gift in himself, that we can have relationship with him. The greatest gift is not that we can know things with prophetic words or that we can do different things in ministry. The greatest gift is that because of Yeshua's death and resurrection, we can know God himself. And this love that God has for us was not because we deserved it, but because he chose to say, I choose to love you. And that's what God is calling us to do. Not just to choose to love people when we like them, but to choose to love them because God first loved us. 
and that the secret sauce of unwrapping the gifts is love. And that when we are wrecked and renewed by the love of God poured out to us in Yeshua, we are going to unwrap the gifts that he's given us to do what's best for those we love in our community. And if we unwrap the gifts together, we can experience what they experienced on Shavuot every day. And if we unwrap the gifts, everything that God has for us can be unleashed. And so as Jillian comes to lead us in a time of prayer, in a time of worship, and of singing, I just want to encourage you to use this moment, this opportunity, to ask God to activate his gifts in you even more. To then make a decision at this moment to share the gifts that God has given you. To appreciate the gifts in others. To give extra appreciation to those who are often overlooked. And to do it all with the secret sauce of love. Just as Messiah has loved us. And so if you join me in prayer. Father, we thank you that you give good gifts to your children. That in you there is no darkness or no evil. And God, we want to receive all the gifts that you have for us. We each say, Hine ni, God, here am I. Fill me to overflowing so that I can pour out the love that you have given me because of Yeshua. In his name, amen. Thank you.